on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today I'm very happy to have on the show writer-director Bart Freundlich, and we're talking about his brand new movie, After the Wedding, which stars Julianne Moore, Michelle Williams, Billy Kudrup, and... Uh, and Abby Quinn. It's a wonderful cast, a wonderful movie, and I'm very excited to be talking about this today with you, Bart. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Really, you're welcome. This movie opened uh, the Sundance Film Festival this year, and although I did not get to see it at the f- festival, I was there, but I didn't get to see it there, mm. the movie there, but uh, there was a lot of buzz uh, throughout <laughs> the festival after the movie premiered, and I was very excited about seeing the film. Um, I talk a lot of, on this show that when we go to the movies, we need to be moved in some way. Uh, mm. Whether if it's a comedy, we need to laugh. Obviously, a horror, we need to be scared. Uh, or just moved. Or, or have it uh, cause us to think a little deeper about something. This movie really moved me. Uh, I have to say, I so cried glad. numerous times throughout this movie. And, <laughs> and I, I, I really, really, really uh, loved it. So, um, Thank you. You're Thanks very so welcome. You're very yeah, welcome. I, I couldn't agree more about what, what, at least what my agenda at the movies is, uh, is to somehow feel like emotionally engaged. And if that, this film is the original, which is a Danish film by a director named Suzanne Beer, who made a beautiful movie in 2006. Um, when I saw it, it was... It, it, it was just, it's so kind of, uh, it's so deep about human relations, yes. uh, but it also has this great big plot, which is so unusual to have both of those things in a film. Well, so you, I was very attracted to, to that to that uh, marriage, well, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's really interesting, too, is that you think it's going to go one way. You know, think, oh, okay, because we've seen so many for- formulaic movies, and you think it's going to go one way, and it doesn't. And it go and it does twist and turn, and I liked that, because, you know, it was, there was another little surprise that you weren't expecting. And I, you know, and I, I just thought that was the beauty of the film, too, that it just wasn't something that we've seen before. It is different. You. You're yeah, welcome. You're welcome. And you did some, so you based this on uh, the Danish film, but you made changes in it because you actually wrote this as well as directed it. I, I did. I adapted it. And it was, it's, I think, I feel like it's a reimagining mm-hmm. of what her story was. Um, the biggest difference is that she had, Suzanne had um, two, uh, males in the in the lead two men and then um we changed it to two women which changed a lot of the narrative and it changed a lot of the meaning of the film and it kind of gave it this new life and allowed me to make it my own and not just feel like i was um you know imitating someone else's work but it was fascinating to and it also allowed me to work with my wife julianne moore um in in, in one of the leads um but it just kind of gave it a new life and a new perspective and i think made it i mean her film is so deep but this just this just explored the depth like what we're all going to face in our life eventually and all the things we value in a in a different way because it was about mothers and daughters not just about fathers and daughters right and without giving away anything just so our audience knows a little bit about what we're talking about do you want to give a quick synopsis of what the film's about without giving absolutely away? yeah i know that's the challenge with this i movie. know it's, it's it like is it's, i think part of the pleasure of seeing this movie is that it's like an old school the movies that i grew up 
loving like Kramer versus Kramer or terms of endearment or ordinary people, things yes. that you felt like um, you had real sustenance, you took sustenance from, and you had seen something that entertained you, but also really moved you. So it is really difficult to talk about the movie because the entertaining part, I think, are the, these levels of secrets that uncover slowly throughout the movie and form the whole picture. But the basics of the setup is uh, Michelle Williams plays a woman who works at an orphanage in India, has kind of given most of her life selflessly to, to doing this, this work. And she's offered, um, she's, the orphanage is offered $2 million from a very wealthy businesswoman um, back in New York. But in order to get it, Michelle kind of has to go sing for her supper. And she's very – she goes to New York and she ends up being Julianne Moore, who is this this very successful businesswoman and couldn't be more different and value things in a different way. And from there, you start to realize that Michelle – there's more to that meets the eye. Michelle has been called back to New York um, for, for a much, much different reason that we don't understand yet. And it's this slow, slow burn, but it's, this, it's kind of this beautiful – puzzle that gets put together as you get to know these people and for, for at least for my taste these are two of the the top actors really three of the top actors but especially the people who play the leads michelle and julie are two of the top actors working so just to see what they do with one another i think is worth it <laughs> i totally agree i was just going to say that i said you have you know two of the top actresses you know, in the business today. And of course, as you mentioned, Julianne Moore is your wife, and you've worked with her on, on numerous uh, projects in the past. But, uh, and I'm sure you have a shorthand, uh, but, you know, each time you probably approach a film with her, it's it's different. And then you, you know, add in Michelle Williams and Billy Kudrup, who we don't see that often. I really always enjoy him whenever he's on the screen, uh, too. But what yes. was it like with that dynamic between... Uh, Julianne and Michelle because they just they really are both on top of their game. They are and they're both actors who um they take all their information from the script and the characters so they're not people who you don't think of either of those those actors as as people who just bring their personality to the screen. They're right. always they're they're, they're chameleon esque, you know. So they're always yes. changing. You don't recognize them from one film to the other. So it was it was um, it was interesting in that way because I had no idea what they were really going to bring to this. We talked about it, but they're both so like they're just both so on fire creatively. And what I love about them is neither of them feels like they need to ask for sympathy from the audience. Neither has to be the good guy. And that's another element of the movie that really fascinated me was this is kind of about the decisions we make in our life and the consequences they have. And the movie's not saying this person was right and this person was wrong. It's saying, hey, this is, you know, you make choices and those choices, you know, inform your life. <laughs> and and I loved watching Michelle and Julie own their, their perspective. Perspectives. One, they both believe they're right, and they're both coming at this from very, very different angles. Does this make your job easier? Do you get to sit back and just watch and let them take over, or you know, how much direction is involved? <laughs> yeah, good question. You know, I think as a director, it's, it's. I do believe that one of my fortes is hiring good people, and not only not only good people who just are in general good at their job, but people who also connect to this particular story. I'm always, I'm always more interested in an actor who is, is really dying to be in this role than someone who I might admire and have know their body of work more, but they are not sure. Um, so 
these two actors happen to love these these individual roles and like just didn't the, the the layers and layers of exploration so I, I i knew when to give them space and how to guide them in an overall sense but i really did try to sit back and enjoy and watch them you know when they're at the desk they have a scene in the beginning when they first meet and i did have this moment of feeling like it was my pacino de niro moment in heat <laughs> where you know these two I, because they're so explosive you know they're just so they're so alive inside and um it was really exciting to uh, turn the camera on and see what they did because they also compartmentalize beautifully as actors they don't they don't carry their characters throughout the day with them Whereas some people do, right. these two, these two are able to say, you say action and they go and then they you stop and then you talk about it and then they go again. You know, they're, they're not there. You don't have to call them by their character yes. throughout the process. <laughs> I wonder if, you know, have, have you had that happen with other actors or actresses where they stay in character throughout the, the filming of the movie? Uh, not, not as literally as that but people who you start to understand ah this is they're they're working themselves up because this is a big scene today and that's kind of bleeding into their personal interactions so i understand that and i'm i don't begrudge anyone whatever it takes to get there i would be a terrible actor i can't you know i, I couldn't do what they do um but yeah i've I had certainly had people where i'm like what's going on today oh i see they're shooting this scene where they have to explode and they're feeling like they're on the edge of exploding the whole day that's interesting it would be interesting yeah to, it, to be around that kind of energy all day long i think yep. be, uh, <laughs> you know walking which what's your directorial style well i'm really i i feel like i'm a writer director so i um i really value story and screenplay so it comes from the story i mean i've, I've made movies the movie i made before this was called wolves and it was with michael shannon and carla gugino and it was about a high school basketball star and his family um and that was very handheld camera very cinema verite um and just just much rougher around the edges because the story called for that or that's how i decided to interpret it and this story is much more um traditional in the way it's told it's it's we shot it with the same camera that they used for roma so it's these big big widescreen moments um and it's much more kind of um laid back we don't we don't tell you what to feel at any given moment right. we try to let these actors do their magic and we try to hang on their face long enough that you get a chance to really look at them the way you do in real life with people where usually the longer you look at someone the more you get to to know them and imagine what their inner life is like so so it's very it really depends on story for me um, as far as the way I'm telling, telling visually. But my st I think my style with crew and with cast, is, I really, I'm not someone who thrives off conflict. <laughs> Some people like That's to create nice. an environment which is just, you know, they think it's more alive. I prefer to create an environment where I feel like everyone is comfortable to take risks creatively that's that's going to be best for me ultimately so i try to just let everyone know that early on and that's great because i think there's you know that having that sense of safety uh as i would call it you know that you can open up and allow yourself to be more creative
live and explore uh, because you're not, you know, you're in a safer environment. And I think that breeds better creativity than being in conflict. I think, you know, if you're, if you're around that, I think that just creates more stress, you know, unless the yeah, film calls for that or something, you know. I know. There, well, there, there, are those, there are those moments, I guess, where, where, and I've heard a lot of them from directors where, where they've kind of manipulated the, mm-hmm. the person yes. into, um, you know, it's hot in the, you make it hot in the room or you don't give them good feedback, you know, so they're just kind of on, they're, they're unsure of where they are and that works for the scene. I just, it's just not who I am. And, you know, it's, um, we're also living a life and it's nice to have a nice, good workplace to go to. <laughs> well, you work a lot with your wife, Julianne Moore, as we said. Um, and I, I, one of the first, when, when I went to film uh, to Sundance Film Festival, the very first one I went to was uh, 1997, and oh, wow. uh, and the Myth of Fingerprints was that's right your premiere there also at Sundance Film Festival, and I did see that one at the film festival actually. Did you? I did, I did. So you know, what was that experience like? It's your very first film, uh, and you're premiering it at Sundance. Uh, what was that experience like for you in 1997 when you were just getting started? I was. I was 20. I just had turned 27, I guess. Um, and um, I mean, it was amazing because also Sundance is still a very prestigious festival. Yes. But in those days, it was even it was something different. Even you know, to be mm-hmm. in competition at Sundance was a huge um, stamp of approval from like the fil- independent film community. So. I'm not sure if I knew exactly what I was getting into, um, but it was it was kind of this like magical nine days. I got to go with Julianne, who we were together by that point, and you get to show your movie. I think it was nine times over the course of a week, and go talk to audience members. People are just so uh, hungry for film. There, yes. they're so they're so active in their feedback that it's like this. It's it's just so exciting to do it. And I, you know, I I, I may have made the mistake of thinking that it was always going to be like that. <laughs> You know, oh, we'll just go to, we'll just go out to Sundance. But it did come back around. You know, to this year, this year, twenty three to twenty two years later. Um, you know, to be to have Robert Redford introducing the movie on opening night did feel like it was a nice, like little closure of a circle. Mm. You know, and in fact, um, Sony Classics, who's releasing the film, uh, released my first movie as well. So there, there, there are a lot of similarities. Full circle, um, circle moment. Yeah, full circle. Yeah, yeah full circle for sure. moment. And I had to be a little, I don't know, maybe I would think for me, it would be a little surreal to have Robert Redford introducing my of film. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was surreal then and it was surreal this year. Yeah. It's, yeah. I just, it's, you know. know, I admire him. So, I mean, I know that many people love him as an actor and I, I do too, but I, as a director, I really admire him and he has a similar, I think he has similar interests as a director as I do, which are human beings and the intricacies of their relationships and nature and complication. So he's like the grown-up version of what I what I you know strive for. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice person to strive to be like for sure. Yeah. If you're yeah. just tuning in, you're listening to the Jam Price show all about movies and I am talking today with writer-director Bart Fronlick, and we're talking about his brand new movie, After the Wedding, uh, starring Julianne Moore, Michelle Williams, and Billy Kudrup. Um, one of the things that I just loved, like so many things I loved about the movie, was the cinematography. It was beautifully shot. 
Thank you. Beautiful shot. Where did you film? I know some of it was filmed in India, but where was the uh, where was the estate that they that you know their home? Yeah, yeah. It, it was um, that was in Oyster Bay, Long Island. It was it was very important that the, there were these two very contrasting worlds. So there's um, southern southeast India where we shot our orphanage, and um, then there was this very affluent world of Oyster Bay, Long Island, and. Um, yeah, and they were both. They both kind of had their own visual styles. And the, the, the cinematographer's name is Julio Macat, and he is a longtime ASC member of the Cinematographers Union. And he's someone who is just. He shot a million comedies. He shot Home Alone for his oh, for wow. one of his first movies ever, and then he shot all of. He became the go-to guy for comedies. And I met him when I made a film called Catch That Kid back in 2002 maybe um, with Kristen Stewart she was 13 years old and um, we it was sort of a, a spy kids like movie and he and I really connected and he'd always been trying to get himself out of that box of just being um, you know a, a sort of a Hollywood DP and get into something that was very very dramatic and moody and um, he took this opportunity he said yes to this and then he kind of called in every favor that he had uh, earned over the course of the of his 40 years of doing this and so all of the labs and all of the camera houses wanted to help Julio and and by virtue of that we were helped um, that's how we got this camera and he just put his all into it because he he understood this was an important moment for him and in fact he he it's a, it's a big thing for film geeks like us he's on the going to be on the cover of uh, uh, American cinematographer Easy. magazine um, in September it's a shot of Michelle Williams in a, on a balcony in New York City with this gorgeous, gorgeous sky. Mm-hmm. And he's talking all about how the technicalities of how we shot the movie and the different colors in India we used and the different lenses we used. So for anyone who's interested in that stuff, it's a great, great article. And it was um, it, it revealed to me that my NYU film days had stayed with me because I was almost more excited than that about that than the other <laughs> press. Well, I'm definitely going to look for that because it's, it, it is. It's just beautifully shot. It's spectacular. I mean, there's just some interesting things that he did um, that I, you know, obviously you work closely with him and decide what's going to be in the film, but just a lot of little things that were just, uh, you know, very different and unique and, and added to to the flavor of the movie, to the mood and the flavor of the movie for sure. Yeah, he, he, he's 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 a guy who's just so respectful of actors and a lot. Most DPs, uh, directors of photography, love film, but not everyone, not all of them love actors. And in this movie, we needed someone who was going to be a partner to me and to the actors and put them first. And he, Julio, was always talking about how um, he he wanted to light Julianne and Michelle and have them look have it be accurate and real however also have them you know look their best and once they feel comfortable with someone like that they're, then they're very free to explore things emotionally that they might not otherwise feel comfortable exploring their guard gets to go down so it's actually more important for these peripheral reasons than just for what comes out on, on camera on screen at the end now that is very interesting I never would have thought about that that how much the cinematography for the actors 
actor helps them with their perf- I mean obviously on the screen you see that but you know in the sense of them feeling comfortable with the oh, yeah. photographer I, I mean and also yeah he, he he operates his own camera which is not always what happens sometimes you have someone just designated as an operator but it means that on you know when when Julianne is having her big emotional breakdown Julio's the one other than Billy Crudup who is sitting closest to her you know he's he's right there and i think there has to be a a sense of trust but visually he just um visually he was like a painter in in the it really is is beautiful and i think it was a way of us differentiating ourselves from the original film as well which was a much different style much much more raw was handheld was out of and it wasn't the dogma style school of filmmaking, but it was like that. It was very, uh, it was very rough, and that served a purpose. And in our movie, laying back and allowing a frame to be moved about in by the actors, or using a selective focus during the wedding scene, just to let you know who you could pay attention to, and that kind of controlling the eye of the audience. So I love that kind of stuff. Um, I hope your audience does too. But, but it's very intricate. But I love that part of the art of filmmaking that you then put it all together, and you don't think about it if you're doing if the film is working for you. It just has an overall effect. Uh, on you, I think. Yeah, it, 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 it certainly does. I, you know, because they sent me a screener, obviously, to be able to do this interview, and I always say to everyone, you must see movies in the movie theater. I'm a big proponent of that, as everybody knows, and I am definitely going to go back to the movie th- theater to see this. Oh, I'm uh, so it, glad. it was, it was beautiful just on my home screen, and I do not have a big, you know, <laughs> <laughs> screen. Uh, just on the one I have, so I can't wait to see it on the Oh, big that's screen. great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really worth seeing on the big screen i mean if if for no other reason there, there there's really two main reasons why i think anyone could appreciate this movie and i do think well, i think the cinematography and the acting are yes. just top top notch it's very emotional story but in that way that's cathartic and feels at least leaves me feeling more connected to the world and like you've had a real experience but without dragging you through the mud so deeply that you feel like you've been beat up you know yes, it's, exactly. it's still enter it's still entertaining so i think that the, the acting in the cinema Photography and as well as Michael Dana's score, his the music he did for the movie. He's a, he won an Oscar for Life of Pi, and he's very um, he's very connected to India and his music. And he he just wrote a gorgeous gorgeous score. Oh, and, did. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, I'm glad. It, I was I, I I chose well. I've learned as I get older that you know, how important it is to choose everyone and then give them the space. And that's the best way to work. I think you know it is to allow that creative process to take place. How long did it, I mean, this you were aware of the original, obviously, but how long did it actually take to get this film made once you you wrote the script and uh, and started to try to raise the money? Well, you know, before I came around, it was 12 years of a producer named Joel Michaels, who um, has... has, uh, had fell in love with uh, fallen in love with Suzanne's film and was trying to get it made for all this time because he believed so deeply in it and and it, it just didn't catch for one reason or the other I mean making a film is really like pushing a boulder up a hill and you just have to keep going and you're not quite ever sure when you're going to reach the top but you can't let up for one second um, and when he found me um, it took a while it took, I'd say it took about six months of messing around with the screenplay and the movie to see if I could just do a 
straightforward rewrite that would have um, two men in the lead again. And it, it, it wasn't interesting me. And I, I felt like um, it, I wasn't able to put any of myself into it because it wasn't different enough. And I'm used to writing my own original screenplays. And so it wasn't until Julianne saw the movie and was really moved by this one particular character. Um, and she didn't even suggest that I write it for her. She just was moved by this person. And I mentioned it to the producers and they said, well, why don't you try to write it? Um, why don't you try a gender swap? And I didn't think it would work. But as I went along, the things that I thought were going to be these challenges turned out to be the defining aspects of what made it um, interesting again. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is interesting. And, I, and I'm, you know, I did not see the original. Uh, maybe now I'll go back and see the original. But I think they having the two women as the lead uh, it makes it, you're right, very interesting. Yeah, it, it kind of made it, modernized it a bit. And it also yes. was nice. I found it to be really nice to have, it, it highlighted for me um, the way, the different ways in which we treat women and men in film uh, most of the time. It's not ever one one thing. But the minute I switched the, the genders of those lead roles, I realized how three-dimensional both of those women were because the men had the three-dimensional parts. And, it, and, and there was a very strong, two strong female performances in Suzanne's film, but they didn't have quite, they were really supporting. And then Billy came on and played what was usually uh, with the woman's role, which was more supporting. And I was able to kind of make that a bit more three-dimensional, but it did highlight for me like, oh my God, there aren't a lot, there aren't a ton of roles uh, with women, more than one woman in the movie who has a really three-dimensional part. Bart, I can keep talking with you for hours, but unfortunately our time is up. But this has mm. been fascinating. I just wish you so much success with this movie. I absolutely loved it. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. For those that we've been uh, talking to, writer-director Bart Frenlick, and we're talking about After the Wedding. If you have not, if you've missed some of the Jam Price shows, go to thejampriceshow.com and all of our past shows are on the website, plus the Jam Price Movie Minute movie reviews. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio, Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.